Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast produced by me, Fraser McGrewer, for Aleph Insights. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision making. I'm here with Tom Spence, Nick Hare and Peter Coghill of Aleph Insights. And this week we're discussing reenacting the present. Peter... What? What are we talking what, about? What, what What's even? going on? Okay, yeah. well, so a couple of weeks ago, um, I took uh, Rosie and little Ada on the bikes. We went for a little nice cycle. That's your, that's your other half and child. That's my partner yeah. and child, yeah. Um, uh, we uh, we went to a, I think it was an English heritage uh, organised uh, event. There was things going on all over the country that mm. weekend where... Historic oh. sites opened their doors for free and have put on loads of things. I went to some as well. I didn't realise it was a national thing. Go on. Yeah. Um, uh, so we went to uh, Fernhurst Furnace. There's a little place called Fernhurst just south of Hazelmere. Mm. Uh, and there is a, I think it's 17th century, although I wasn't really paying attention because I was having to look after Ada a lot. It was, it's, 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 they made cannon there. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, it's an old furnace. There's, there's a sort of little group uh, of volunteers who are excavating it, doing some reconstruction, rebuilding parts of it, doing the the and doing lots of uh, archaeology around it. Yeah, interesting little place. Uh, and they, but they this this event they had lots they had uh, lots of tents up and they had little uh, uh, people who little artisans doing their thing. So they had things like archers, a falconer, nice. spinners, people making charcoal, I think yeah. who are called charcoal burners. I thought they were maybe charcoaliers would be a good word, yeah. better word for it. But um, charcoalers, charcoal, yeah. <laughs> um, so they, uh, people, sort of reenacting old t- jobs that people yeah. did, um, which is a really nice. I love it. I, I love that kind of thing. Yeah, me too. Living history thing. It's great. And they're, they're all, they're all, they, they love doing the thing, but they also love talking and 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 uh, educating people about that thing so they're experts at what they do i think they're just i always think they must be the most uh have the most fascinating lives uh, oh, yeah, great. yeah but um yeah sorry go on and but i was it's sort of part way through the day i thought what would what would a fair like this look like mm. 300 years from now yeah what jobs from today's jobs yeah you know so will 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 sam from slough put on a flashy stripy suit and slip on loafers and show people around a house. Will Kim from Birkenstead? Yeah. Will Will she uh, put blue overalls on and get oily fixing you know an old fashioned car or something on a, on a, on a car lift? You know what what jobs will become like the the, the future uh, focus of fascination um, in these kinds of fairs? Yeah. And I think also, I think immediately that sort of begs a wider question. Is that actually possible? Because a lot of the stuff that we associate with this kind of stuff is quite artisanal stuff. And you could argue that, well, artisanal stuff just doesn't exist anymore. But it wasn't artisanal at the time. So people spinning, that was an industry. There were lots and lots of spinners making lots and lots of wool and cotton fabric that was but how you made cotton I fabric mean, maybe i'm not using the word the right words but i mean it's definitely doing stuff with your hands i mean yeah, you're, in a way... you're saying everyone these days is in an office on a computer yeah, one, yeah. No, 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 we, we, we will yeah cover we'll that. come on we'll to that co- yeah cover that nick let me i you've can got provide i have some fabulous data from my friend rachel who is a um who is a reenactor right and has been doing it for uh, uh i will 
spare her blushes by telling her age, which right. I think it was some at least, a at least a decade or two. What does she do? What does um, she reenact? Uh, several eras, um, Tudor as well as uh, World War Two and Victorian eras, and they, uh, a place called Kentwell Hall, which. Um, is, oh, she's, is she a professional reenactor? Well, I don't, I'm not sure how much there are really professional reenactors. Essentially, everyone there is is voluntary. Because you do get them, you get actors. Yeah, yeah it's possible. Yeah. It's possible that there's a professional. But it's certainly not her main job. Yeah, I won't tell you what. Anyway, that is, but anyway. Uh, listen. So I asked her. You know, what's overrepresented yeah. in, in terms of reenactor? What's what's underrepresented? Yeah. And we can use the. Th- and she gave me a wealth of detail and some hypotheses, which we'll come on to. I want to hear which, a- which will enable us to uh, to speculate. I think with some structure about what we might see in the future when they're reenacting the present. Okay, so because um, just before you do, because yeah, one thing I would speculate on what she might have said well I, want, I hope to hear some like massive schisms in the reenactment world and the the weavers hate the um the blacksmiths and so on that kind of stuff because also one th- i remember seeing once some napoleonic era reenactors and you've got the colonel you've got the sergeant and you've got the the privates and so on i thought how does the colonel become the mm. colonel you know does he just go i'm gonna be the colonel and that's it it's my turn or or does everyone yeah. go no or does he elected or how does that work and i anyway i promised her that i wouldn't reveal any of the slightly more uh you know salacious observations that she made so i'm not going to answer that question i will tell you instead what uh, her observations are so in the sphere of world war ii there are way too many paratroopers (laughs) um there are women in uniform who have either been married or had children that are completely unrealistic so you don't get you wouldn't gotcha. have got yeah they would have been um you know left their jobs when they became pregnant or yeah um anything from films is overrepresented and apparently there are way too many other ranks except for the RAF where everyone wants to be an officer <laughs> everyone wants to be a plummy voiced uh, mustachioed officer when you say um, there are w- w- so in other words there many aren't other- enough officers people want to be a kind of salt of the earth squaddy right right so Tudor let's go back to the Tudor era yeah. Too many diverse trades in one place. You know, uh, typically a particular place will be known for a particular industry and there might be, you know, essentially one trade. Yeah. Um, too many upper gentry in yeah. posh clothes. Uh, people wearing court dress, which was very unusual. Rachel says you might only wear that for your portrait. Very unusual, like you'd be wearing court dress. Um, and too many women in general, when in fact women would ought to be at home doing domestic industry and, you know, obviously sort of domestic work. And uh, sort of as well as too many women in kitchens, because most uh, cooks were men um, in those okay. days. So in, a, in a, the kitchen of a house, you would have uh, male cooks. Okay. In the Victorian era... Larger ladies who are attracted by the corsets. Uh, well, there's too twist, many large all ladies. All of the twist type low lifes. Yeah. And the upper classes. And then when we go to the 1930s, it's so heavily bound up with, you know, the Jeeves and Worcester in yeah. the UK or the sort of Fred and Ginger style, you know, um, I suppose, you know, elegance. Uh, lifestyle. So too many people, people in tails and toffs. And, Precisely. Yeah. And, and and she said also there's apparently a, this 1970s reenactment which is um, you know essentially every 70s cliche you can think of. Yeah. So the Abigail, Abigail's party type thing. So underrepresented farmers peasants um, religion. Nowhere near enough religion uh, that there would actually have been in, through most of history significant you know part of life was the church and people who work for the church and nobody wants to be a priest when they're reenacting stuff um no business people whereas of course there would be uh, in history certainly by the time you're into the modern era 
a lot of people be working in business um you don't get stay-at-home mothers and you don't get but you don't get male servants well servants in general but also particularly male servants who were you know mm. huge uh, sector of the economy and um interestingly horses and horse related workers because there aren't the props and there aren't the skills so people can't do that so that is they are the observations i she's also supplied me with some fantastic uh, hypotheses but i think we should speculate first before i introduce them hypotheses as to why that why, might be why, like yeah that. what it drives this the difference between what you see in reenactment and what actually was going on yeah like what drives that difference and then we can use that framework to say right well what does that mean about what future reenactors will do when they're yeah. doing, when they're nice. doing now i think i know what's driving those the stuff anyway uh tom weigh in what, what well, do you got to say about any of this i observe from that that a lot of the things that are underrepresented are jobs that are still very much extant there are farmers there are priests if you want to pretend to be a priest you could just go and become a priest <laughs> if you want to That's be a, a farmer point. you could you know you could move out to the countryside and work on a farm. I don't think it's that at all, but keep Plenty going. Plenty um, still around. Yeah, lots of peasants. <laughs> um, whereas a lot of the things that people do are jobs that are extinct. And so, you know, or are extinct in the in the way that they used to exist. So we talked about how, you know, um, spinners were a huge industry. Now, as you said, it's a very artisanal job, but it doesn't exist in the way that it used to. So I think one of the prerequisites that we'll have to think about for what people will reenact in 300 years' time are what jobs will no longer exist. Mm. No one's reenacting being a builder. You say in the same way... Well, I mean, but obviously people do reenact being builders in the sense that they will, uh, you know, get together and build a kind of, you know, thatched cottage. Or, you know, people still work in kitchens. People are still cooking. They might be cooking different things, and I think that's where the interest lies, isn't it? I, no, I think it's, so just, it's this not is not so much yeah. that the job has disappeared, but, but some some. You guys are overthinking this. You always do. You're overthinking this. This is about fun, right? Who wants to dress up as Lord and Lady whatever if you just wear your 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 normal stuff you that you wander around the house in? No, you want to wear the stuff that you go and see the King and Queen in. Of course, I mean it's fun stuff. And who wants to be a private when you can be a general? I think you know? I think I would say on behalf of uh, Aleph Insights that our question would go. A little bit deeper and say why do we find those things fun yeah however I'd, well, like, it's good to, that I'd it's... like to note something there because but actually you said private's more common than the other ranks. exactly yeah. your premise there that it's fun to be the boss yeah clearly doesn't bear out in the data yeah yeah no, you're right i'm completely wrong um <laughs> what else anything else you want to say tom well one thing i would note is that i think we're, we're talking about as as far as it's possible mainstream reenacting yeah um, because uh, when I was at university, the um, the Anglo-Saxon, Norse, and Celtic course, uh, all the people who did that course loved reenacting, and they used to reenact being peasants all the time. Um, but I think it's a, uh, as you said, it's underrepresented. We we have to focus on what would be the popular reenacting things, the thing that you would see at a at a fair, as opposed to if you were part of a reenacting club when you would probably see a much more accurate depiction because people are striving for that accuracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I want to stop this podcast now and go off and reenact something. Yeah, That's how exactly. I feel. Um, are we ready to move on to well, what I, you were Peter saying? Oh, Peter, yeah, go yeah, on. Yeah, I've I, I got a, a, a sort of theory uh, as to what, what what drives people to choose to do a certain job. So I think it's I think the ones that are, uh, are, are well represented are, of, are often skill-based Um so it's part of the, the re- getting dressed up is only part of it. The the fun for the individual is about acquiring and perfecting a skill of some kind. But it's not just 
a skill in it for its own sake. So, you, uh, the reason, so the reason why farmers aren't well represented, so medieval farmers at fairs like this, is you can't you can't easily demonstrate what it is to do farming because you need you'd need oxen and you'd need plows and you need space. You, you to need do an that. entire year as opposed to ten you minutes. Need an entire year watching to do you. it exactly, but a spinner or a blacksmith can do their trade and it's visceral and you can see yeah. it happening. So it's sort of like this, the, the skill, needing a skill-based thing, but also needing a uh, some sort of way of demonstrating it to an audience yeah. in a in a sort of yeah. time frame that's, that's feasible. So the, the so soldiering, the why people want to be private soldiers, there's skill in that. There's, 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 the, there's a skill of marching around in formation. There's a skill of uh, performing uh, actions as a group. And there's uh, the soldiers will probably likely have weapons. They'll you know, the musketeers will be firing their weapons and things. So there's a skill in either building the weapon or maintaining that weapon and firing it. So there's there's a sort of skill there. Whereas marching around as an officer is pretty skillless when it's when it's reenacted because you're just standing there with a sword. You're not really doing very much. Maybe shouting a few orders. So mm. I think that it's sort of you you you're missing that kind of that that ability to show off a skill and develop a skill. Yeah, in those underrepresented ones. Um, Tom, I think to to second Peter's point, I think there's also an aspect where, particularly in the context that made you think of this question, the reenactment we're talking about is a form of entertainment. Mm. You're you're showing something to an audience. You're performing, and performing, you know, someone who digs a hole. No one's going to stop and watch you. They're going to stop and watch the person who's using an old-fashioned wood turner, right? Mm. So it's about what looks interesting to an outsider as well as just what's interesting for you yeah. to do as a hobby. And, yeah. And additionally, in, 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 in addition to the skill thing, a lot of these people doing the to the blacksmith, the spinner, the falconer, they were doing this as a as a sort of hobby that earns money as well. So the spinner was was making and selling, um, like. Uh, throws well, it was their trade, right? so it's their trade, yeah. So they already have another job. Blacksmith was a full time blacksmith. Falconer was a full time falconer. That's what he does. He does shows and he does. He sort of uses his falcons as working birds and things. Um, uh, but they were they, they were they were either earning money exclusively from this thing or on the side. So it was like a skill that sort of pays for itself as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So so look, I think if I give you uh, what I consider to be, let's, let's say, the final word, which is Rachel's uh, suggestions about what drives people to reenact, right, yeah. then we can bring that to the present day and yeah. say, okay, so what does that mean? Yeah. Okay, so um, I think these lads have touched on it, watchability, uh, as I would summarise it, which is you have to show the public something. Yeah. Right. So you get um, people have to understand what you're doing, which means you get a lot of potters or weavers, but you don't get accountants or monks, you know, who might be praying. You don't get you. you there's nothing to see there. So watchability is key. Mm. Cultural familiarity mm. is another big thing. I'm not sure we totally touched on that, but people want to do the things that that are in the films and the books and the and the portraits, which means that everyone wants to be the Dam Busters or Bill Sykes's gang or the p- people, the cast of the Titanic. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Fashion. Apparently, that's the way in, particularly uh, for women. Um, you know, they start with the historical costumes and then move on to the historical lifestyles. There. So, so fashion is absolutely uh, key. You know, uh, for a lot of this, it's people who like owning and wearing the clothes. Yeah. Um, 
expensive props we touched on that as well but um essentially you it's easy you can get an infield rifle but you can't get a world war ii era destroyer on ebay right right so you're not going to get the navy you don't get so much people like the navy is very underrepresented mm. in re recreation and the army is overrepresented yeah um you also education the education aspect which i think uh, peter mentioned you know that people actually like learning trades um, so you get a lot of blacksmiths and cooks and uh, archers and that kind of thing um, because they are learning something. However, that trade, when it's a full-time job, you're going to learn more in a week than you will in a lifetime of recreation. Um, so you actually you, you don't get things like woodcutters or reapers or accountants because they, you need... And those people were doing lots of key jobs and yet nobody does, does that as, for reenactment because um, they're hard. You know, mm. so it's it's hard reaping, and not only that, but also there's a, lot, a limited supply of hay. So even if you were good at it, which is very unlikely, um, there wouldn't be very much hay uh, after a, after a week. It can be a bit two. grim. Yeah, if you're yeah. really good at it, there'll be very little hay very quickly. And then finally, yeah. as you said, Fraser, fun. So people who like there are people, a lot of people who just like doing the things you do when you're recreating. So so for example. Uh, former military people who enjoyed life in the army and now you know do a bit of world war ii recreation because they get to hang out with their mates and go for you know yonks around the woods and that kind of thing yeah um or people who like you know like the idea of having a, a sort of elegant dinner party from the 1930s you know and just enjoy that they enjoy doing what they're doing when they're when they're doing the reenactment um so those are the hypotheses that rachel lays down as to why what drives people to become reenactors so let's ask that question let's answer that question what are people going to reenact about today? Before we do, I'm really disappointed. Um, no one picked on my little joke there, which was... So you were talking about how reaping is difficult, and I said... Oh, yes, yeah. it's pretty grim, yeah. Oh, you did pick up on it. Oh, That's, yeah, it was just... It was a poor quality it was joke, just, it didn't laugh. It, was, yeah, it didn't, you know, didn't warrant... Uh, didn't hit home. certainly doesn't warrant a discussion. No, no. <laughs> the last laugh. I've got the last... Over. I've got the last laugh, because I can just edit out my humiliation there. My double humiliation. Um, so, yeah, what we reckon is um, the stuff of the future. Bearing in mind, if we agree with that sort of list of stuff, what are people going to reenact re in the future? So, uh, I think we, we can sum up the... Uh, a framework by which you can assess how likely a job is going to uh, exist, you know, be, be, become a thing that people reenact. So, is it? So, let's go through the criteria. So, so watchable, watchability. So, yeah. it's got to be entertaining to a crowd and uh, deliver, you know, the deliverable and visceral enough that you can do it. Kind of like you can see within what a few doing minutes and understand yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Grockable, I suppose you might yeah. say. Cultural familiarity, so it will remind people of. Now, admittedly, all films these days are superhero films. Maybe we'll have superhero people reenacting being a superhero, but you know, in general, people will want to reenact things yeah. that are familiar from the from this it's era. Sort of so, we'll be watching yeah. the films, reading the books. What are the key figures and the key roles that people see? To what extent, though, will that be the films about this era that are being made in three hundred years' time? Is it people being familiar with, you know, films? from the 40s or is it people being familiar with films think, about world yeah, war ii now it's, it's like it'll be the their future the future people's contemporary media like mm. they're the, yeah. like the sort of the retrospectives of like the early internet and things like that how, how when they just when the meet when the media are making a film about facebook or something uh, uh the rise of amazon or something then the, the, that the, 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 that'll be the um the sort of uh the upstairs downstairs of the day yeah but hold on i think we're going about this in a too systematic manner oh okay, okay. oh dear <laughs> no because i think there's Have some you met yeah we should just uh we should just yeah, Guess no, stuff. But yeah. Thank, thank god i'm here 
Um, no, no, random. Because, because, no, because there's some stuff... I think there are some criteria that are more important than others and that quite quickly we can sort of get rid of a whole load of stuff. So, for example, let's say that, that it's visual and fun for a moment, okay, that it's very visual. Then that wipes away a whole load of stuff straight away, doesn't it? Yeah, so, office workers. I yeah. think they're going to be massively oh, I don't know. I, I think there'll be a lot of data analysts. So No, uh, there yes. might be. But I, and it might be the case so that when you go person? to one of these places, there will yeah. be someone with a computer, yeah. you know, with a CRT monitor, and they'll go... So what, how this worked was you type stuff in and there might be a Word document and I'll go, so you had to, you know, paragraph numbering yeah. was a nightmare. And, uh, and, and you go, oh, wow, <laughs> yeah. that's incredible. Yeah, you before, created a document. Before the brain link, yeah, yeah. you had to actually write it with and your fingers. And you go, well, yeah. God, that's incredible. Like, yeah, exactly. How did you what, move how your fingers so like that? Did, I think yeah, you're yeah, making a very big yeah. assumption here, which is that people won't still be using the Microsoft Office suite in 300 <laughs> years' time. <laughs> Windows 2050, yeah. yeah. But no, I don't <laughs> think this will happen. You won't walk past somewhere with some bloke in a, in a shirt and a tie, you know, sitting at a, a great big well, no, computer. Yeah, I just don't think. Okay, okay, what about this? Who are the equivalent? of kings and queens two suggestions kings and queens no politicians i, I think that's a very good answer tech billionaires an influence so people will want to be jeff bezos and you know it, it, I, I think there's an element to which people will want to sort of so you can react this person it. you see that person getting into that big pointy thing well this is one of the I'm first commercial I, I'm elon musk yeah you know, the same way that people turn up and they want to be you know the laughing cavalier that it, it, they will be. I'm, I'm Elon Musk. I've got an Elon Musk costume, and I like to turn up. And I think we're it. answering one question though, which is what will hobbyist reenactors do? But no one's at a, a Renaissance fair for you know for educational purposes being Elon Musk. Right, you don't learn from that. You don't learn how life was. Yeah, back you, in I the think day. you could. You could say, right, what does Elon Musk do? He sits at one of these things called a desk, which uh, and people go, oh wow, how did that work? And um, you know, and he'll say, right, so and and I'm as I'm what they call a CEO. I think and desk, so a CEO we had has this, to order yeah. people around. We Someone had these things be called his, meetings where yeah. people would get in the same room. You get together. to go into a meeting and pretend that you're in a meeting with yeah. Elon Musk, and he says things like, right, we've got this agenda. And is there any other business? And that's when you get to join in. You can say yeah. it's quite fun, actually. That doesn't sound like that. very fun to watch. It, yes, because you're used to these things now. But, but people like Potter would have but said, it's still not why visual. would anyone want to watch me doing this thing, which everyone does? But it's still not visual. There's no movement. You know, I, I think, crucially, though, I think Nick is to some extent right. But I think it'll be a more generic office job. Because right. hmm. all, all office jobs look pretty similar, right? They're all desk, computer, that sort of thing. I reckon you'd have that as the the most ubiquitous job of the era. Yeah. And you would demonstrate how, what an office job was. But then there would also be more tactile, physical, yeah. skilled labour things around. Yeah, By the way, so as, an, to, wait, as an aside... I, I have, so this is where I, I my actual real answers. I've well, got. wait, before your real answer, I think actually, a, a personally, a maybe even more interesting question would be, I, I bet a potter from back then would come now and look at the reenactors and go, whoa. Yeah, they're, they're and, cocking that right. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we would be looking at this person in an office on a, and we'd be looking going, what? That's nothing yeah, like they'd be, it. Yeah, they'd, they'd have post-it notes and they'd put them on the whiteboard, but they wouldn't, there wouldn't be anything written on them. Yeah. But they'd be moving well, so, around because yeah, that's exactly. what it looks yeah. like. Yeah. Um, Nick, you were going to say something. Yeah, so my actual answers then. Um, I, I think there are, there's an element to which, uh, you know, we touched on this thing about jobs disappearing. And I and I think uh, you know that 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 there are but you know people reenact. You go to like um, that uh, Victorian village at Ironbridge, and there are people being a teacher. You know, someone's being the teacher. You go to the school, and uh, you, go, you sit in lesson. Yeah. I think we, we we're going to find there's going to be people who are doctors and nurses and teachers. 
I, I imagine also scientists working in labs, moving test tubes about as well. You get to, oh, I'm, oh, I, I really a little like little micro pipette. Yeah, click, exactly. Click, yeah, doing click, the things click. that scientists do. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so there's that. I, I think sportsmen, um, you know, musicians playing. Sportsmen, I think. Yeah, that's yeah, what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. But, but, and, 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 um, uh, and I think, you know, if you think about the fashion side of things, you, people uh, dressing like influencers, taking selfies on old fashioned mobile phones. Mm. Um, is is something I could imagine seeing, and then they they also someone has recreated a historical uh, sort of social media site that they post to, and you can see what it is that influences influences mm. used to. Mm. Um, now, but I, mean, I think really the sort of key when we think about skills that are likely to disappear and which require relatively inexpensive props, right? I think driving people will go and mm. see someone driving, and so my idea, my, my proposal one, would be. Yeah. Um, an Amazon delivery driver would yeah. be the classic reenacting. Well, I, I was thinking something maybe with a bit more interest. So someone operating something like a forklift yeah. or a digger. Um, and I, I, I'm imagining that this fair might be partly sort of virtual reality or rea- augmented reality. So you kind of tune your tune your um, Apple specs into into their channel, and you'd see this this thing that they this artificial reality that they created. But something with a bit of interest, because I think there'll still be kind of personal transportation things around that are like cars. But people and it's will be not astonished much... that people used to drive Yeah, them they'll by be hand. astonished that people used to drive them And by that's going to happen quickly, I think. Yeah, but, way, it, yeah. but it's not a big conceptual leap. But what is will be, I think, a lot of construction will be fully automated because it, it's just much safer to get humans out of the building site and all this machine just comes and prints but prints new tower blocks. Mm. For you. Construction mm. was actually my, my number yeah. one. Having people in hard hats and yellow vests dig, again, manually operating now you're onto something. pouring yeah. concrete and uh, stuff yeah, would be yeah, quite yeah, it's, it's also something that's very it's, it's watchable yeah. it's uh, mm. it's yeah. it's fun you there can are, dress up there in are, something yeah, yeah. sort of outfits as it were yeah. with all the PPE yeah, yeah. Um, I also think one point to add on driving is uh, fueling petrol stations and things mm, like yeah. the the things around driving I think yeah i suppose the only issue washing is, the car and I, yeah, because yeah. it's expensive and because there won't be the infrastructure i suspect you're going to get a horse type situation where actually if you're the guy i don't know if you've ever seen this if you've been to a historical reenactment I, the, the, like the guy who's got the portable cannon and it's like he's obviously the king of the reenactment yeah, yeah. i imagine the guy who's got a car He's like, yeah. this is everyone's always clustering around him, and he'll. He's talk going through. from fair to fair. Yeah, he's exactly, at all yeah. of them. It's like, and everyone's like, oh, well, and then at the end of his little talk about how important cars were, he goes for a drive, and everyone's like, wow, look wow, at him and drive. then he very carefully puts it back in his yeah. drone, and it yeah. flies at home yeah. for him. <laughs> yeah, uh, listen, no, I actually do have. I've got also got one other suggestion. Uh, go on then, and this I think ticks every box, right? So this is visible. It's culturally familiar. Yeah. It will be associated with the era, I'm, I'm telling you. Um, it, there is fashion involved, a lot of sort of particular dress that you can wear for this. Um, it re- doesn't require props. Um, it is a skill, but it's not a skill that's terribly hard to learn to be able to be reasonably competent. And I think it's fun. Rappers. I think everyone. I think you can have an army of Snoop Dogs uh, every time you go to a historical reenactment yeah, yeah, of, yeah. The, of the 21st century. It's going to be lots of people being rappers. I can see that people won't, the... won't be sort of dressing up in yeah. curly wigs and um, sort of fancy dress, playing violins. They'll yeah. be wearing their hats backwards and yeah. baggy trousers. Yeah, and gold chains. We 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 need to stop. This I want to ask, but um, but just to summarize. So far, that was fun. I think we've. Sort of, 
done some good work there. Um, so uh, construction, uh, cars, motors around that kind of stuff, rapping. entertainment, football, sport, wrapping in particular. Um, I'm, I'm going to add police to that list. In police, 300 yeah. years when we're governed yeah. by drones that vaporise you if you break a rule, yeah. Yeah, yeah. people will look back at the era of midsummer murders and silent witness yeah. and they'll say, yeah, yeah, yeah. wow, yeah. let's reenact this. People did such yeah. an investigation really thing one. on their own. Yeah. And, yeah. and by the way, I love the sense of deferred gratification that we must all have that 300 years from now, people are going to be listening to this. They listen to it right now. <laughs> we have These guys podcasting. were visionaries. Yeah, po- yeah unfortunately, there'll be no... Hello, no, no, people no, of the year 2300. Were yeah. we right? Let us know. <laughs> Leave a comment. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. I, but I, I just want to say that I also think that all the trades that we currently see, the blacksmiths, the falconers, will still be there because they'll just be That's even older. Yeah. yeah, but still interesting. But also, people will see a blacksmith alongside a rapper, yeah, and just kind of think, oh, it's all at the same time. Yeah, it's yeah, all, yeah, you know, Okay, so look, obvious question. Um, we we can tweak it if you think we could or should. But yeah, if you could reenact something, what what kind of reenact? I mean, I want to go out now and become a reenactor. What what do you want to reenact? What's your thing? Um, you guys got an answer? Yeah. All right, go with Peter. Look, Peter's going to be something really techy. Really, he's going to want to. Is is this me in the future reenacting the thing I want to do? Well, I actually meant for now from the but in whatever whatever take it whichever way you want. Yeah. Okay. Well, I I'll do both. Shall I? Yeah. So um, I I know they're overrepresented, but I would uh, one of the things I want to do when I retire is work metal. So I'd like to learn to be a blacksmith. What did I tell you? Yeah. Um, So I, I think that'd be quite fun. Don't wait until you retire. Do it now. Yeah, well, I, this, my, my plan is when we buy a house, uh, I'll be I'll building a I'll be building a workshop in which I can do this. Yeah, yeah. I'm going forge and things. Yeah. Um, but the job, the future job that I'd like to reenact. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, uh the IT guy. So my current job, <laughs> right? <laughs> so yes. would be sort of install like getting someone's laptop ready and helping them with the laptop and answering tickets and building servers and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That won't be a thing anymore because yeah. you'll just sort of, it, that'll all be automated. Oh, and... Peter's very optimistic about IT, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. He thinks there won't be IT. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. In the but just sort of like the, so that, yeah, there, there was a guy in the office, his job it was to, so I'd be alongside the guy who's using the computer and we'd have a little skit where they go, oh, it's crashed again and they, it wouldn't work and the, well, the printer would jam and I'd come along and I'd fix it. Yeah, unlike I really in like real it. life, he'd actually fix it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but also, you can look how, this is the most animated I've seen him in ages. Yeah, he's you know, really but, going for yeah, it. Yeah, I think yeah. we've got a job for Peter when yeah. he retires. By the way, another one for the future, astronauts. I think because astronauts that'll just be a normal job. Well, no, because they all look. This is what astronauts used to look like, or yeah. or actually, when going out actually, in space was a big thing. And, I I and, didn't pick it up at the time. Astro, I think astronauts will just be like that'll be like, but everyone's an astronaut, right? And, uh, maybe the suits, maybe the things that we wear yeah. and the, all the trappings that go with it. But the sports thing, I don't really get the sports thing because I think we'll still have football. We'll have space ball. <laughs> no, I think we'll still have football. I think we'll still have football. No. We might have a how the hell would you play? How, how, how would you play football in zero gravity? What are you on about, Peter? Why are we in zero gravity? I'm assuming we're still on Earth, right? Well, no, no. Like, artificial mission. gravity generators, you idiot. Think, think yeah. ahead. Um, but yeah, well, I don't get why we'd have sports people. Maybe some of the obscure sports which might go out of favour, yes, but. Thing big, th- I mean, she, I think things like football will still probably be around. I'm uh, not so sure. Um, and athletics, I mean, athletics, the ancient Greeks had athletics, and we still do them. 
space athletics. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Everything to make something futuristic. You, going with this, you just right? have yeah. to put space in front of it. <laughs> Tom. Well, Peter's beat me to it. I was going to try and ingratiate myself with Nick by saying, oh, I'd love to reenact being a data analyst because it's the best <laughs> it's job It's just ever. amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think, I think it'd be quite fun uh, to reenact being a scientist, as Nick said. I think, you know, because I... I, I did a, a master's in chemistry and I did all the lab stuff and it's actually really fun except for the fact that your experiments never work and that's really frustrating right if you're a reenactor they're they going to work every time work. It's yeah. Yeah. Working. Yeah. yeah you get to do all the fun bits you know pouring things mixing things it doesn't matter if it goes yeah, wrong alchemist discovering gold and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay all right nice um nick i think there is an appeal isn't there to um doing something which is sort of quite nicely defined i think that that is the draw to me the idea of look you're a blacksmith and you make these i don't know what do the blacksmiths make metal shoes yeah, yeah or something or, or you know a, a plow mm. your job is to make a plow and like you've made the plow and it's done and it's finished it's really nice i think the modern day equivalent would be an uber driver so i would like to be uh, an uber driver and i hate driving by the way but as a reenactor what i would be is uh, people would arrive at the fair and there would be you know three or four places <laughs> they could go to different eras and they'd have to get an uber which would be driven by a human yeah and you know you'd pick them up and then you'd pretend to pay with you know 21st century they they pretend to tap a credit a pretend credit yeah. card onto uh, a pretend credit card reader uh, yeah i would do that because then you're done and you're like that's it i'm leaving today and i've done everything i need to do you know there's no homework yeah. It's such a relief. Yeah, nice, yeah. nice, nice, nice. I what think. About you, Fraser? Well, I don't really have one for the future, but for the past, actually, I saw someone doing this last summer and I thought, yes, I like that. There's nothing spectacular about it, nothing particular. But I saw this bloke wandering around and he was. Um, he was an Edwardian wandering musician, essentially. Right. And so he was dressed up in this, like, corduroy, brown corduroy suit with um, 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 string around his top of his calves to stop the rats going yeah. up. And he was playing, I think it was a, a harmonium or a melodium, whatever it was, or just like a simple squeeze boxy type right. thing. Okay, had a bowler hat, a nice beard. He looks a bit like Peter, actually. Well, he wouldn't have with, had a bowler, bowler hat. Oh, I suppose, no, that does make sense. Are you sense, sure yeah. he was associated with the fair? And he hasn't actually just... <laughs> he wasn't just a tramp. He definitely was, he definitely <laughs> okay. was. And he was having a lovely day and he was playing nice music and, 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 and um, you know, he was really adding to the sense of the fair and um yeah i thought yeah i like that that's what i that's what i should that's what i yeah, want to do yeah. so but you know what if i loved all this reenactment stuff so much why aren't i doing it yeah, right so start. i need to sort of put my yeah. i put my i need to put my melodium where my mouth is and and, and, <laughs> and and do that um okay anything to add before we know i think we're good let's stop there um all right so as always thanks for listening uh, if you've got any thoughts or suggestions for topics, you can email us at podcast at uh, We'd love to hear from you. If you've enjoyed the podcast, Peter, what should you do? Uh, they they should uh, get into the, the get into character and uh, like that button. <laughs> like that button. That's what they'll say in yeah, the future. They'll say it, they'll get in it the wrong old in the days, future. people used to like the buttons. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's stop there. Thanks as always for listening. I'm Fraser McGrew. We've been here with Nick Hare, Tom Spence, and Peter Cockle of Alive Insights. Until next time, goodbye. Mm-hmm.